0: Myanmar has gone through many difficult transitions since gaining independence in 1948. After the Union Jack had been replaced by the flag of independent Burma, the members of the with numerous military dictatorships, in. an economy in shambles, a long list of human rights violations, and a decades-long conflict between the military and more than a dozen armed ethnic minority groups across the country. The former senior general and hunter leader, Tan Shui, began a slow transition to democracy and began opening up the country 2010, in 2010.
1: People cast their votes for the first time in 20 years on the promise to end five decades of
0: repressive military rule. A new civilian government came to power, but few Although there are many problems in Myanmar that need to be addressed, establishing peace with the ethnic minority groups who are fighting for greater autonomy in resource-rich areas since the end of World War II is a crucial step if Myanmar hopes to become a true nation, years, fighters from the Karen National Liberation Army have been taking up arms against the government. They want self-determination for the people of Karen State, most of which is controlled It's a, by a monumental the rebel... task ending decades of conflict in a country with more than a dozen ethnic armed
1: groups, all fighting for greater autonomy and more control over the natural resources in their area. And the conflict between
0: Myanmar's it... military and the armed ethnic groups has become one of the longest civil wars, more than 70 years. This is a special international edition of Indonesia In-Depth. I'm Sean Corrigan. Although my focus has been on developments in Indonesia, I'm also fascinated with the country of Myanmar, or Burma, as some continue to call it. Having visited the country many times since the mid-2000s, I've had an opportunity to meet many people, including government officials and military leaders, among many others. One of these individuals is retired Myanmar army colonel, Ye He was involved at the highest levels with the historic transition between the outgoing Thein Sein administration and the incoming government in 2016, led by the National League for Democracy, NLD. Yeh thank you for joining today, sir. My pleasure. you. served as Deputy Minister of Information from 2014 to 2016, and later also served as spokesperson for President Thein Sein around that period. As minister, he encouraged feedback and responded to criticism on his Facebook page. A first for a government official in Myanmar. There are 135 recognized ethnic minority groups in Myanmar. But the Burma ethnic people, what some people would call Burmese, makes up around two-thirds of the population, and as a result, control the military and the government. Myanmar's government has signed a nationwide ceasefire agreement with eight armed ethnic groups. Officials say the deal was reached after two years of negotiations. However, seven other rebel groups involved in the negotiations stayed out of the agreement. Myanmar's President Tin and representatives of the There Royal have been Group numerous efforts Act to negotiate peace over the years, but capital. progress has been painfully slow. Under the President Thein Sain administration, 2011 to 2016, the government had made some progress establishing ceasefire agreements as part of a National Ceasefire Agreement, or NCA, but actual peace agreements have been difficult to achieve. Participants in these negotiations say that progress is now frozen. Yeetut spoke to me about the peace process and provided some insights into the different approaches between the former president, Dane Sein, and Aung San Suu
1: Kyi. So the the main difference between the president, Dane Sein, and state councilor Dong San Suu Kyi, is their leadership style. Dane Sein is a very good listener, and he is a consensus builder. He has a lot of experience from his, uh, from his... Time as a lieutenant to his time becoming the general of the regional command in the Thai border, he mostly worked in the ethnic minority area, so he understand their feeling. So that's why during his time, even we made a lot of progress because he met with the, many many times with the ethnic armed group leader in the formal or informal, mostly in the informal meeting, and also even in the our. USGB is that control the majority in the state and regional parliament. Uh, they saying bring the et- the people from the ethnic party to becoming the minister of the state government. The Aung San Suu Kyi thing, I think, that the different leadership style because she thinks she has the mandate from the people and it's also she has the mandate from the international community. So that means uh, she think everybody have to listening to her wisdom, or follow her wisdom. He never, She never tried to understand the, what the feeling of the ethnic people, because she spent them so many years away from the, our country. And when she came back after the 88, she spent in, only in the, her house, only in the campaign. She just one or two times, uh, two hours to meet the local people. That doesn't mean he, he never really understand. Aung Su Suu Kyi, now
0: 74, was placed under house arrest for a total of 15 years over a 21-year period. She was released in 2010 and won a seat in parliament in 2012. The, NLZ, the National League for Democracy, her party, has won that crucial majority to take the After her NLD party won the general elections in 2015 by a landslide, she appointed herself as state councillor,
1: a position that is above the president. Before the 2015, when we have the NC agreement, and uh, some, uh, most of the group are joining. Aung San Suu Kyi said, "There's a mistake. I think these words uh, follow her now." She said to the ethnic armed group, "Don't rush to sign the ethnic, uh, the NCA. You have to take time." So during that time, the ethnic armed group interpret her messages. You know, if NRD won the election, Aung San Suu Kyi can offer the better deal. So, yeah,
0: so don't sign, wait, wait till the election yeah, time. Yeah, yeah? yeah,
1: So I think there's a politically, if the Teng achieved achieved the peace agreement, and think they have a lot of credit before the election. So Aung San Suu Kyi doesn't want to give that credit to the Teng say So, but after the election, especially in the Shan and the Chekai state, when the ethnic party won the majority in the elected seat, not about the 25% is controlled by the military. So remaining 75, they are the majority. But Aung San Suu Kyi never offered the state chief minister post to the ethnic... Country. Even they, he nev- she never invited their member to become the me- the cabinet, cabinet member in the state government. And she refused to offer the new initiative of NCA. Then the first pin loan, she said, everybody should sign the NCA. The same NCA. <laughs> she told, to she told not to rush to the sign. Yeah. So I think the... Ethnic leader lost trust in her
0: A stalled peace process creates only more uncertainty and the need to prepare for a worsening situation. For the armed rebels, this can mean an increase of production of illegal narcotics. The production of illegal drugs in Myanmar is worth billions and rivals Afghanistan when it comes to being the main source of opium and heroin in the world. Revenue from this illicit trade has played an important role in supporting some of the armed group's activities. No,
1: Frank, I'm very sorry to say that all the people lost trust in the NCA process. But politically, you cannot say that. So military or or they cannot say that. But I think they lost the hope or trust in the Aung San Suu Kyi leadership to bring the peace. So that's why a lot of fighting are happening. Because in the case of the collapse of the NCA, everybody tried to control the strategic area. That's why after the 2016, the production of the, the drug, especially the methamphetamine, are going skyrocketed. That's why. Ethnic armed group need the money. That's the best way, easiest way to get the money is a drugs. So that's why the drug production is going high. So... People are still talking about the peace. But if you look, what happened in their side, everybody, even the Myanmar military are preparing for the wars.
0: So are you saying at this time that both the
1: military and the ethnic armed groups are preparing uh, for the worst? That's why even you, you can see the Shans, the two Shan groups are fighting each other because they want to control the strategic area along the the Myanmar China gas pipeline and the future Myanmar China economic corridor that will get the money from the people. Mm-hmm. And also the Ta'a and then another Shan group are fighting because also they want to control. The military try to attack the some of the ethnic armed group because they think they are moving forward to control the strategic areas. So these are the things happen
0: now. Now there seems to be more discussions regarding the need to make progress with the peace process before the end of the government's term, which is set to expire in 2020. I asked Ye to so if the general election, which is set for late 2020, would have an impact on the peace process, and if this might be a catalyst to bring parties to the negotiating table, do you see the crisis escalating yes. and the situation worsening? Will things improve as we move towards the election uh, in late 2020? Mm, I think
1: I, I don't think so, because as the, before the 2020, if you uh, election the near and near for the ethnic party, you know, they will wait and see the result of the election because everybody understands that in the 2020, ethnic minority party will get the most seat to compare with the 2015. So they, for the military, they will, they will wait and see because I think they they are still remembering the Aung San Suu Kyi words of don't rush to sign the NCA. Is there any interest from within the
0: military to try and push negotiations now uh, before the elections?
1: I'm also away from the country and I don't know the, how they think about this thing. But rationally, if you think, if I'm in their, their position, why should I take the credit to the Aung San Suu Kyi? But I don't know the, the thinking of the uh, the current military leadership, but I'm in their position. I, I will not give the credit to the Aung San Suu Kyi now. So the ethnic armed groups are looking to see
0: how well they will do in the elections next year and if their influence will increase in a similar manner as some of these groups did in
1: 2015. If we want to achieve the good reserve, first Aung San Suu Kyi should establish the trust with the military. You have to see them as a coalition partner. But Aung San Suu Kyi and the NLD see the military as an obstacle to their power, especially on the obstacle to the Aung San Suu Kyi presidency. So that is a problem. U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton says the United States will suspend sanctions barring American investment in Myanmar in response to political reforms, but will retain the laws as insurance against backsliding. We say to American business, invest in Burma. Invest in Burma. Be an agent of positive change. Change.
0: Burma. Burma. Myanmar's ruling military junta opened up to the international community. Western countries soon removed economic sanctions, and there seemed to be a push for engagement with the international business community. As time went on, though, it seems that Myanmar once again is becoming closer to China, as many Western countries have raised serious concerns about reports of genocide in Rakhine state. Many Western scholars believe that the move to open up the country was to reduce the country's dependence on China.
1: Is this is this no, true? No, this is a, a misunderstanding of the international community and also the most of the international scholar. You have to understand during that time in the 2011, after the Thaisang takeover, uh, Thaisang first visit to the China and signed the agreement on the strategic partnership with the China. So why we open up? To the Western country, it's not about the our uh, dependent on the China. This is because if we want to achieve the, our economic reform process, we have to reconnect with the international community. So that is the reason why we opened up to the Western country. So it doesn't mean we are moving away from the the China, but we are, you have to understand the Myanmar is trying to normalize the relationship with the Western country because of our reform process. But the problem is the, uh, the president thinks a decision to suspend the missile project. Mm-hmm. So The, the, I think the hydro the, dam. Uh, yeah, the, the Chinese government is uh, very angry about that, I think. And also, because of the international community uh, talking about the Myanmar moving away from the China and also the this, the suspension of the Miesong Dam, I think that will create the some concern in the Chinese government or Chinese leader. And maybe they feel, they think the only loser in the Myanmar transition to democracy is China. So that's why I think sometimes the China made the some policy to pressure the Myanmar or directly or more directly. So you have to compare the situation under the military government and the Teng Se and the Aung San Suu Kyi on the relation between the Myanmar and China. Under the Tanshui, we depended on the China on the two areas. The one is the economic, because of economic session. Second is about the diplomatic cover, because especially the protection of China in the U- UN Security Council. Under the President, Teng because of our reform process, we didn't need economic support from the China. We didn't have to concern about the Security Council Position on the Myanmar. But suddenly, the new fighting happened in the Myanmar-China border, in the KIA, in the Kokan, And then, they say you have to rely or depend on the China assistance or support in the peace agreement. So during that time, China has a one cut, peace cut. Mm-hmm. In the past, they have the economic cuts and diplomatic cuts Now, under the Aung San Suu Kyi, because of the Jakhine situation, Aung San Suu Kyi need the economic cuts and the diplomatic cut, and also the peace process, the peace cut. So now, China has all the cuts, and I think the not that they say that Aung San Suu Kyi is more dependent on the China now. China has also blocked funding,
0: if I recall correctly, uh, in the UN for investigations into the Rohingya crisis. You explained how the Aung San Suu Kyi government has become more dependent on China uh, when it comes to the crisis in Rakhine. After receiving a cold shoulder from many Western countries now, and as China has become a key negotiator in the peace process now, I have to ask: Is China indispensable to Myanmar now? You know the situation. Push the Myanmar to that's kind of the relationship. Is China also indispensable when it comes to resolving the peace process as well?
1: All the group who refuse to join the NCE are located along the Myanmar-China border, except the Arakan Army. But even the AA has the headquarters in the Myanmar-China border. Yeah, they are using the Chinese model, Arm and ammunition. How they get out this thing?
0: The world's fastest growing humanitarian crisis as thousands of Rohingya refugees are spending a fourth night stranded near the border with Bangladesh. Hundreds of thousands have left their homes in Myanmar, where they'd faced a military offensive following claims that Rohingya militants were guilty of attacking police checkpoints there. More than half a million Rohingya Muslims have now fled across the border into Bangladesh. And over the past three days... The conflict in Rakhine State between Buddhist and the Muslim minority has flared up since the late 1970s, but reached new levels when acts of genocide and ethnic cleansing were reported in 2017. Over 700,000 ethnic minority Muslims fled to neighboring Bangladesh and are now living in squalor in refugee camps the United Nations called for Myanmar military leaders to be prosecuted for genocide. What's the latest situation with the Rohingya crisis and what can the international community do to assist victims of the violence and the terrible situation along the border with Bangladesh?
1: First, I wanted to point out that I never accept the the portraying of the conflict in Yakai as a Buddhist conflict between the Buddhist, Buddhist and the Muslim, because it's a conflict between the Rohingya and the Yakai. Because there's another Muslim like we call the Kaman. So in Kaman are uh, officially recognized as the one of the ethnic group because they are the uh, Muslim soldier who served under the Yakhan king in the uh, the 16th century. So we recognize them as an ethnic group. So they are still peacefully living along with the, the Yakhan. So that does, you should not say that is a conflict between the Muslim and the Buddhist. That started the misunderstanding of the situation. There's a conflict between the... The Yakai and the the Rohingya issue. So now I am using the uh, the words Rohingya issue, but in the past we never accepted that the term is because we called them as a Bengali because even the British called them a Bengali. The Rohingya was only a march in the 1952. But about the now the current situation, the Myanmar have to find the new solution to solve that pro- problem. Myanmar government. Because, as you mentioned, the situation is quite different from the 1970s, 80s and 1990s even in the, the before the 2017. Uh, before the 2016 there's a conflict but there's uh, only the handful of Rohingya, we call Rohingya Solidary organization RSO. the fight they just uh, the, the strength is just a 100 or 200. But in the 2016, October and especially in the 2017, the August, the ordinary villagers, even the women and children, are joined to attack the police forces. So that means ordinary people are radicalized by the, the the conflict. So that's why, if we cannot solve the problem, if you keep the nearly 700,000 people in the refugee camp, that will be the good, very good place to grow up the another new generation of extremists from the, this refugee camp. That's what happened in the Middle East. If that happened, now I think this is starting to happen. That will be not only the security threat to Myanmar, that will be security threat to the S- South Asia and the Southeast Asia. So my position is the government, Myanmar government, Myanmar people, and Myanmar military have to find the new solution to solve that problem. Second is we have to understand, it is now the Aung San Suu Kyi is tr- always talking about the economic development. She thinks if she built the economic zone or industrial zone and building the good houses, the refugee will coming back. It will not, never happen. And also the Yakai people will not cooperate on this issue. Why? The problem is about the citizenship and the security. So if you cannot provide the credible and transparent citizenship procedure, these people were not willing to come back. And second is the security. If you cannot guarantee the security of the Rohingya and also you cannot uh guarantee the security of the Yakai people, Yakai people will not accept the government solution and also the Rohingya refugee will not come back. Because you have to understand the pro- the two townships the close to the Bangladesh border, the Budidong and Moundor, ninety-eight percent of the population is Rohingya. Jakai is a minority in that area. So when you talk about the you bring back the refugee, you have to consider how to protect the security of the... This is a second point I wanted to mention. You should not approach this as a developmental issue. It is a citizenship and the security issue.
0: The term Rohingya itself is a very controversial word in Myanmar. The government recognizes 135 ethnic groups, but the Rohingya are not giving the same status. And as a result, they are not citizens of Myanmar or allowed to receive basic rights such as freedom to travel or education. The government and military instead used the term Bengali and see these people as illegal immigrants coming from Bangladesh. The word Rohingya became a major issue in the 2014 nationwide census when the government barred participants from using the term. Many Rohingya people decided
1: to boycott the census as a result. The Rohingya population refused to participate because they want to call them as a Rohingya. The government want to use the name of the Bengali as a previous census. So that's the problem. So the how many people refused to participate is just 1.4 million. So that means the population of the Rohingya in the yakain is more or less 1.4 million. The
0: population of Rohingya is another sensitive issue. And those who are opposed to the ethnic group
1: worry that their population is increasing. I think I think that's a pop, that's another concern by the Yakai. The population growth in the the Rohingya community is, you know, artificially high. But some people think they most of them are uh, the illegally migrant. But I don't think so. Even that happened in the 1970 or 74. If you look at the census data from the eighteen twenty four, the the eighteen twenty six when the British started. The population in the, the whole Yakai state at the, what during that time they called the Bengali or Chirgaunian. It's just a few thousand, but in the during that time, Myanmar is a part of the British India Empire, so there's no immigration control around the border. So they come in as seasonal farmers. So some going back, some stay there. So even the British during that time, British run the free ferry service in the farming season. That's why Myanmar people said they are the illegal migrant because they are bring by the the British. So that's my idea is now, I wrote the article in 2017, October. the solution is Myanmar have to accept the name of the Rohingya as the name of the community. Because now we have the settler, like the Chinese, they are the same. Most of them are coming from the, under the British occupation. Mm. Nepalese, Indian. In our national identification card, we use the Indian or the Chinese or Nepalese. So we can use them as a Rohingya, as a name of the community. But from the Rohingya side, they have to give up give up the demand for the ethnic status, like Bama or Kachin or Kajin. The Indonesian government
0: used to use numerical codes to identify ethnic minorities, such as Chinese Indonesians. But this was removed by President Habibie in late 1998 during the reform period. Should Myanmar do the
1: same? Uh, Myanmar, you have to keep, even you if you want to remove the name I Myanmar people were not accept because according to the constitution the people have to vote for their ethnic minority especially ethnic minority have to vote for their minister who represent in the state government so if you meet the the certain level of population you have the right to appoint your own minister in the state government so in the election so everybody vote for the uh, member of the parliament and if you are the shan in the yango they have the Another separated ballot box to select the Shan minister. So I'm thinking, what I'm doing for the death sentence? Why they put me in the cell for those death sentence prisoners? I try to make calm. Okay. Whatever I'm trying to face. Dead sentences. Dead sentences. Why? Why? Voice of Coco G 2015.
0: As Myanmar is scheduled to hold general elections in late 2020, some political maneuvering has already begun. Veteran activist, former political prisoner, and former NLD member, Koko captured local news headlines when he announced the establishment of the People's Party. Some observers believe that this new party could split the vote among pro-democracy voters and divide seats in parliament, making it even more difficult to implement reforms in the next government.
1: I think the People's Party, uh, led by the Koko 88, I think they, didn't have uh, enough support among the people because now I think you have to divide the Myanmar in the two areas. The one is a region. There's a Bama majority area, the, what we call the region, like Yangon, Mandele, Ayawadi, and another uh, we call state. State is uh, mostly the ethnic minority area, Kachin, Kacheng, In the 2015, uh, the NLD had a very strong showing in both region and the state because the ethnic people think Aung San Suu Kyi would provide the better solution to the federalism, but in the 2020, uh, 2020, that situation will be changed. So ethnic people will be the strong in the ethnic minority area state. So Kogoji party, they they also said they were not context in the ethnic minority area. They only context in the the region area, but in the region still NND is very strong. And another problem is even in the 88 generation. Not all the leaders are joining the People Party. Some people are still, as a social activist, like the Mango Nine. Some people, are, like the Chu are working with the NLD. So I think the Kokoji Party is very difficult to win the uh, sizable seat in the region. They, they have to work very hard. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. The NLD Party won a landslide victory in the 2015 general elections after nearly 50 years of military rule. But 2020
1: could be more difficult for them. They will be strong, the regent. But even they cannot have the, the support they enjoy in the 2015. But they will have the majority in the parliament, but they cannot have the landslide. You have to understand the because of the, our constitution, we have the two houses, the, the lower house and upper house. But they are also the legislative body. Also, they are acting as a electoral college. So they, they vote for the president. Since the 2011, 2015, the same. If you combine the two houses... So that the total seat is 664. 664. So in the 664, the 25% is the army or the military. So that number is 166. So remaining are the coming from the elected elected person. Mm -hmm. So state and region. So that number is 498 seats. So if you divided all these seats in the state and region, the region has the 291 seat. So state has the 207 seat. If the army seat is a constant figure, you cannot change that. So now, if the ethnic party have the, won the majority of the two, hundred and seven seat, I think they will become the key maker so in the election of the president. So that's why I think it's a very important factor of the ethnic party in the future 2020. You should not talk about the People Party. They were not the decisive figure in the 2020. The decisive figure will be the ethnic minority party. Now, the ethnic people understand that that's why they try to march their party as a single party in every state and region. For example, Kachin have the three or four party. Now, they find the three party form as a single party. And Kayin have the single party. Chin have the single party. But Shan still have the two party. And Yakai have the two party. But they try to march. So the ethnic party and the military will have the, you know, the key maker in the 2020, Mm -hmm. especially election of the president. Mm
0: -hmm. In summary, uh, if I may, sir, the peace process between the military and the ethnic armed groups has stalled, and the conflict could escalate once again. The crisis with the Rohingya Muslim minority in the Rakhine state is unlikely to improve or to be resolved in the near future. Given this situation, it seems that the wave of optimism that once swept over Myanmar
1: in recent years may be difficult to be sustained. Uh, For me, I feel very sorry about my country. Because if you look back at 2016, after the achieving of the peaceful transfer of power to the NLD, I think you have to understand this is the first time in our country the peaceful transition of power to one elected government to the other elected government, because in the past, all the elected government are ended with a coup. There's a lot of expectation from the Myanmar people and also from the international community. All the people are trying to help the Myanmar. And also the Aung San Suu Kyi has a lot of political power, and a lot of mandate, but she failed to use that. Now, after the three years, Myanmar relationship with the, especially the Western country are moving back to the square one. All the sectors, the peace, reform, media reform, if you look, whatever you look, I think the reform process is nearly stalled. It doesn't back work, but it's already stalled. So that means we lost all the opportunity we get in the nineties. Uh, 2016. We lost all the good from the international community, but we enjoyed the 2016. So because Ansan Suji failed to use them effectively. So now if you look to the energy government, they lost the initiative. What they try to do is to just reactive to the latest development on the peace or economy or everything. So I think I feel very sorry for that.
0: I'd like to say thank you to Yietut, a senior visiting fellow at the Institute of Southeast Asian Studies in Singapore, for joining us in an interview for a special international edition of this podcast. You can follow him on Facebook and LinkedIn with the name Yietut. That's Y E space htut to learn more about his thoughts and insights and thanks to you guys as well for listening you can drop us an email to info at indonesiaindepth.com for comments feedbacks or even story pitches for the next episode and stay updated with us by following our twitter at indo in depth and you can follow me on linkedin The link is in our show description. On LinkedIn, I post articles of the episodes and other information. So stay updated there as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Make sure to check all of them. This episode was produced by Sean Corrigan, edited by Sean and myself, Tanita, and researcher is by Veronica. Thanks for listening.